Welcome to Bruin Source. This is Isaiah. This is Ed. And today we're going to talk about the first week of camp. We're going to talk a little camp and hopefully talk a little season predictions and then talk about what we're going to talk about next week. Yeah. It won't be too long of a podcast or episode this week, but it'll be a good one. Yeah. I think there there was a lot to glean um, from first uh, first week of camp and especially some um, injury issues that we we unfortunately are, are seeing already, which which is not good. Yeah, I think uh, we need a defibrillator for Zed for about two days when uh, the rumor of Josh Kelly spraining having a high ankle sprain. Um, he essentially had everybody starting to predict that Cincinnati was going to be a loss because we lost our starting running back. Uh, so it was quite the panic for 48 hours until Chip Kelly came in qualm. All the nerves of us obsessed Bruin fans. I definitely almost had a heart attack. But he was back at practice today with the knee brace but in full pads and just doing some some work on the side. And he had the golden jersey on. We call him golden, not yellow. <laughs> is that is that an official yeah. thing now? If you're injured, you have the gold jersey on. We should uh, we should reach out to the UCLA equipment Twitter and see if that's a that's a real thing. Um, they have an actual Twitter account that we can way. reach out. Let's do that. Yes, I don't know why, but. But they do just for that for equipment and uh, equipment names and suggestions by those who don't <laughs> use any type of uh, gym equipment at all. Yeah, well, we'll send a tweet out. Uh, if you follow us on on Twitter, you'll see a tweet out to them tonight. So this is just incentive for everybody who's listening to follow us on Twitter. Also, yeah, we're uh, our our first game plan is to. To essentially tweet all the recruits and hopefully they retweet us and then somehow we'll gain enough followers. That will actually just be other UCLA accounts who are retweeting <laughs> recruits. <laughs> it's a sound strategy, I swear. It's working. We, uh, we're almost at 100 now in our first week, so it's looking good. Yeah, it's, it's rolling along, you know. Um, anyways, back to camp. So so Kelly Kelly is alive, so that's good. Josh Kelly, not Chip. Chip is also alive, but Josh Kelly seems to be back on a path to recovery. Um, but our linebacker group took a kind of a big hit, which is unfortunate because we're fairly thin at that position. Especially inside linebacker, we lost Tyree Thompson. Unclear for how long, but he did have surgery. And the way we found out was through Instagram. Yay, social media. That's our source. The... <laughs> There's I a mean... pun there, but I'm not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> um, it seems like he might be back sometime this season, according to his Twitter account or Twitter post, or was it Instagram? One of those posts. Unsure how reliable that will be, but you know, there's some reason to hope he might be back. Hopefully, it's a minor injury, you know, for, for his sake, more so than even just the team's sake. Um, so that's something to monitor. 
it'll be interesting to see now with guys like John Ward, who've been kind of shuffled between inside line, linebacker and outside, if, if he makes sort of more of a permanent uh, move to inside with, with the injury. Yeah, also, I think they're recruiting him for more so for the inside linebacker. They showed that he had he had the body and the size for that. So uh, it looks like he's the next man up. Yeah, so, I mean, hopefully, you know, he's still a true freshman. Um, if he is pressed into some playing time, which it looks like he probably will be, uh, hopefully he can be, you know, at least serviceable in this first year and then and grow from there. Playing time is always a good thing for young players, but not necessarily a good thing for performance immediately for the team. Yeah, and I also think, I mean, I'm excited to see how Bo Calvert, uh, how he steps up this season because um, uh, I have big expectations for him throughout his UCLA career. Um, so this may be a chance. He slotted it as inside, there's, right? Yeah, I believe so. And, and there's been some good... Um, news about him coming out seems like he's been tackling really well and a lot of the he's been getting some hype and some good feedback so far in the first week or so so that's a that's a good thing and and hopefully he kind of builds upon that and and comes out strong this year um we had another injury we're still not sure about theo uh howard he has not participated in any team drills i believe no, but he's also doing one-hand catch drills. So, if anything, uh, he is looking to not... I mean, if anybody knows, again, we said on the last podcast that he had 51 receptions last season and zero drops. So, I like to think that he's only improving his um, non-injured hand, and he, again, will continue that streak due to the strength of that. I think... It, so hopefully, it's, it's his left hand. Go ahead. And he's right-handed. I'm just assuming, <laughs> Theo, you were right-handed, and you you hurt your right hand, so now you're only making your left hand stronger. <laughs> this is how much in detail we're going <laughs> into our players. I, I think he's taking a page out of the, the Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, training manual and just, just practicing one-handed. Hey, he was there. That's all he's going to do He was there year. all summer, so that makes sense. Right. Um. Still something to monitor. Um, again, seems like something minor. Seems like it's not going to keep him out of any sort of playing time um, in actual games. But, you know, who knows? Chip Chip has been notoriously kind of mum about injuries. I mean, last year it was either day-to-day or you're out for the season. Yeah, and some players are day-to-day, and then the next week they were medically retired, so... And then next yeah. thing you know, they're in Miami or Utah. Yeah, I mean, look, as long as they're not head injuries, I don't think anybody is going to medically retire. Uh, I don't mind necessarily that we have some strict and very stringent head injury and concussion protocols. I think these kids are going to... They might blast the staff right now, but I think in 10, 15, 20 years, they're going to going to think yeah i that's just my i agree they'll make it to our 401k and see it and actually yeah and be Uh, able to enjoy it without using it for medical bills we're all for player safety here 100 percent um 
So those are those are some of the injuries. Um, we've there have been a few um, position changes. We just mentioned John Ward um, on the defensive end. We also have Elijah Wade, who seems to have moved permanently to defensive end so far. Yeah, from he, originally he was slotted when he was recruited as an outside linebacker. So he's moving moving to the line, and they're getting his his hands right in the ground. Yeah, I mean, you know, hopefully he can provide some of that pass rushing from um, that position that we lacked so so much last season. Um, we also, on the offensive side, have seen Raymond Felton exclusively working with running backs. Yeah, and I was expecting him to be either the starting slot receiver or right sharing reps with, with Kyle Phillips. So to see that, I mean... Our running back stable is pretty deep in terms of the guys we have, and they all have different skill sets, which is it's good. I, I'm sure Kelly and Foster have a plan with that. But, um, yeah, now we're seeing Felton. He's exclusively moved to running back so far in camp. We'll see. I feel like Felton's been there for, like, 50 years. Yeah. I think... But he was a Moro guy. Yeah, yeah, he was. It's yeah. Because I I feel like, and he was a guy. I feel like people really pushed to to move to running back under the last year or so of Mora as well. So it's interesting that he's finally kind of made this this position change. So hopefully he flourishes. There. Yeah, it, it, Felton's had an interesting career. He's always ex- seemed like he's been exclusively used for jet sweeps, and then <laughs> only for jet sweeps. And everybody will always question like, this guy just got. Uh, 12 yards he'll have a great jet sweep and then next thing you know mora would have uh <laughs> have whatever offensive coordinator whether it's mazzoni or jetfish do the same jet sweep right after and of course it wasn't effective so felton felton right. never had the chance to get any consistency under uh under mora's era but um last year i think he was utilized pretty well under kelly but again kelly was able to find his running back kelly and so it's interesting to see now we now that we have confidence in our running backs that Felton has moved away from the slot. Um, but Kyle Phillips, I mean, he seems that he's locking down that slot as well, uh, along with his punting. His punting duties are punt, he's, uh, punt returning duties, to say at least. He's not kicking for us. The Aussie is. Right. Yeah. Right. Right, so that's... The move is either a very, very good sign that we have our our wide receivers are stepping up, or it's a bad sign that our running back rotation wasn't looking as good as we thought it would be behind Josh Kelly. More of a little bit of both. Or they're just trying to find a spot <laughs> where they can uh, have Felton jet sweep the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> fair fair enough i mean hey i don't i don't care if they jet sweep 50 times a game as long as it gets yards and wins games like if that's what it takes i'll take it felton jet sweep us to victory to 12 and 1 <laughs> oh man um before we get to that what do, do we have what else? What else is coming out of camp? I mean, there's not a whole lot about um, the quarterbacks, which is something everyone's been sort of watching. I I think 
most word that has come out is like DTR is definitely going to be the starter. Yeah, they're actually, which I, I mean, if you heard me in the first uh, podcast, in the first episode, I, I said I wanted DTR just to take control. Um, and I didn't want any reports of a quarterback battle to happen, especially going into the season. Um, and it sounds like we haven't heard anything, so no news is good news on that front. Right. Yeah. Speaking um, of the other quarterback. One, one, I think I think we were both going going there. Go for it. <laughs> I was gonna say You're starting a free Colson movement. <laughs> I, I, I we can't take credit for starting it because there's been a ton of people, someone else on Twitter I believe started it that I um noticed earlier yesterday i think but i am i'm fully a part of the free colson movement i mean it just it makes no sense and it just sucks for the kid i really think it's just uh peterson it's a deterrent um move it's a power play for peterson to tell his other current players do not transfer i think that's simply it it's a symbolic move um, especially here on media day, like, uh, I mean, his comments have been inconsistent and that's, that's how most head coaches are. But, um, and a lot of coaches just have been against the transfer portal. And I mean, Peterson, we all know that he tends to be a pretty peculiar character. So I wasn't too surprised to hear that. And then, and then again, we, we had, you know, Washington fans, we won't go into that, you know, try to rationale why. But I just think it purely is that, that he doesn't want his players transferring. He has so much depth at the QB position up in Washington with talented. I think he has four, four four-stars um, in different types of QBs as well. Uh, but he's still, you know, he's making a point. And I think that's simply it. Look, I, I hope this hurts Washington in recruiting. And I hope Colson and I believe we play them after two years. And you mean this year? Maybe after if they that. make it to the championship game. Well, if, let's let's not get that get get that crazy. Well, we'll get there, but at least in two years, when Colson is is allowed to play and is playing against them, I hope he tears them a new one. And I, I, I'm very excited for that. He has the talent, and I think he has, you know, a coach in Chip that can utilize those talents. And so I hope when they, if he does take the starting position at QB when he's eligible, and I hope he destroys you. Yeah, I think then he would be a redshirt senior. So he'll probably be getting his master's in education after his <laughs> after his engineering degree <laughs> or or the or the new masters that they uh they do, they developed for basically after no he's an engineer i, I would imagine that uh he'll they'll make a special that he'll be able, he'll be fine on his own in that regard but right so that that kind of thins out our qb position so you know Assuming DTR is taking the reins this camp, um, we just have basically Burton and Chase Griffin behind him now. So that's a little worrying if anything happens to DTR, who has not been the most durable guy. Um, remains to be seen. I mean, I th- 
think they're going to try to petition, from what I understand, for Coulson. Yeah, they are currently. They're just they're waiting to hear back. Um, I think they're putting it together. Right. We'll see. That's what. It will be. It will be interesting. Um, o line. What do we What do we know about that? From I you? I you know I want to speak about O line, but I also don't want to speak about O line because it's just I'd rather just let O line live because we've always kind of had. It's, I don't know, we always feel like we're on thin ice in, in regards to the depth, depth. So I'm happy with how O-Line's doing, and I hope they continue. And um, from what it, what it seems like that, um, I'll say this, uh, Coach Kelly hasn't really solidified any depth chart with O-Line because you, he's just getting the um, younger guys, the freshmen, acclimated. Um so right now we don't even have an idea of who's going to be too deep. I know we're all expecting Sean Ryan to to battle with Alec Anderson for the left tackle spot, but we don't even know if Alec Anderson is going to be there. It might be Jack, Jake Burden. So, um, yeah, with O-line, it, I'm just glad everyone's healthy, and I hope it stays that way for the next three weeks. Right. I mean, that's that's definitely the most important thing is keeping all of them healthy. I do sort of hope they move Burton over to left. I mean, Burton looked good last year and hopefully he continues on that trajectory. And I mean, left tackle is always uber important. So if we can get him to be serviceable and, and good at left tackle, like I don't see why we would they sh- wouldn't move yeah, him there. Yeah, it seems like a natural move, but we'll see. Right. Um, other than that, I feel like camp has been sort of quiet this year. It has. It has. It really has. It. I feel like there's a lot more optimism. Last year, it seemed like the players were really just taken back by how Coach Kelly uh, does this process. But this year, it seems like, again, that's what happens in your second year. You have older guys who've seen the system, who've been through the ebbs and flows, and they're there for the... I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, is it 42 new players that are now on the team? That, that sounds right. I'd have to double check, but that, that feels right. I mean, the point is there's a lot of yeah. new players. So um, to see the, the remaining uh, guys who, have, who aren't one of the 35 who've left, who left early, um, whether it's medically retired or transferring or or leaving early for the NFL, which is completely understandable for the guys who did. Um, it is 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 good to see some attrition. Um, right. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think also part of it is, like, Chip seems to put a pretty – keep a pretty tight lid on everything. Yeah. And that's always a good thing. I think one thing that we have to point out is that Chip only has had one transfer – and his since he's been here and that transfer um at uh alamo i believe that's how you pronounce his name but he uh Mm -hmm. he he transferred back to rutgers and he wanted to be close to home so that's a completely natural move you you mean you mean players that he recruited exactly so players yeah yeah let me be clear players that he recruited um everyone that's been with chip i mean we've had some unhappy parents in the first year but uh, other than that, that that always comes. That comes with the territory. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, there is something to be said about that, and I think it's, you know, the players he's recruiting are buying into the system, whether that actually pans out in the end, we'll see, but that's generally, I, I would consider that a good sign that these kids who are here want to be here. Um, and, like, hopefully that turns into results this season um, and our recruiting takes an uptick because yeah. of that. So we can uh, we can go right into this. I, I know what you're going to say about this season. 12-1, and one. there we go. I was waiting for it. Should I just go through mine really quick? What's your what's your rationale? All right, for that? so I have two outcomes for the season. Um, obviously, twelve and one, uh, <laughs> with uh, at losing a close one at home, Utah. Um, but and then surprising the world when we beat Oklahoma. And then my actual prediction is that I think we do go. Wait, wait, wait. Did you just say surprising the world when we beat yeah. Oklahoma? In September. September uh, 14th is when we shocked the world. Shout out to DTR's shirt. Shocking the world. Don't be a fan later. <laughs> but um, but I, I guess, so I, here's, here's my prediction. I think we are going to win eight games and lose four. That is my prediction. And I think we're going to win in Cincinnati. Uh, I I think it's actually going to be, we'll win that game by at least 10 to, I I would say between 10 to 14. Um, San Diego State's actually not going to be too much of a pushover because they do have, I think their running game is going to be better. Uh, They had a down year last year and they still won seven games. Um, And they have... They're a solid program. Yeah, they're one of the best programs in the Mountain West Conference and we continuously always make things harder for ourselves by scheduling these type of teams. Um, so they just, that's another topic for it another is. day. And I'll go into scheduling someday. Uh, but that's another episode. And then, um, I think Oklahoma, we're going to lose. That'll be our first loss. Uh, and then after that, I think we'll win in Washington state. We'll win in Pullman. And then I think because this one's uh, one that a lot of people have us winning, but because it's the second game of a road trip and we're at Arizona and they come off of a bye, I think it's going to be a trap game. Um, so I do have us losing to Khalil Tate as as weak, and I think they're a less talented team, but I think it's, they just have us at a favorable point for themselves. And then following that... Um, I think that the next loss will come against Utah, so that'll be our third loss. And then, uh, I actually, now going back, I do think we're going to beat Stanford this year, and we're gonna we're gonna end that streak Ooh. of eleven games. It's gonna be a Thursday game. Stanford doesn't have home field advantage; it doesn't exist. Uh, and I think our guys are going to be ready. Stanford's going to, they're going to be a great team always and prepared, but they did lose a lot on the trenches. And I don't think Scarlett's going to be as much of a threat as um, as Bryce was, um, for that matter. And they also lost their, their trees, no pun intended, and, and wide receivers that continuously kept them in the game last year. So I think Kelly can beat Shaw. Uh, and we can get back into that, but and then at Utah, 
and then that's the other lost. Uh, we beat USC, and then we have a hangover game and lose to Cal in our finale. Uh, so those are my four losses. Oklahoma at Arizona, um, at Utah, and then at home for Cal. Or home for Cal, yeah. So I I have us losing to Oklahoma. Wazoo on the road. Stanford. I think we drop one of Arizona State and Utah and maybe Cal. I'm going to go with seven and five. So why do you think, I guess explain Wazoo. Look, I... I just they're they're always underrated. I feel like every year Mike Leach is a good coach, and I am afraid that we're gonna go up there and not do well against them. I think Pullman Pullman's a tough place to play. I know it's not in the cold, but I just I don't trust this team yet until I see it on the field. I see. That's a fair enough reason, and that makes sense why you would choose Stanford, too, because we haven't beat Stanford since Bush's administration. So <laughs> <laughs> until they do it, you can't say that they are. Right, and, you know, I would love to be proven wrong in that. I mean, we played them close last year, um, but we've seen that story before. We played them close a couple of times and almost beat them under Mora. So I just, I don't necessarily believe that that is an indication that we are trending towards beating them. So I think that will be a loss. Uh, Oklahoma, I just, I, I know we've talked about this. You think their quarterback's overrated and he might, he might, he probably is. But that being said, I still think that across the board, they're a better team. Yeah, I mean, I have them. I have us losing to them too. I think they're our first loss, but I think it more so just their their wide receivers are just so talented. I think if even as overrated as their quarterback is in regards of his, I don't think he can throw down the field that well, but if he can hit C D Lamb, like on a slot on a slant, it's just he can. C D Lamb is talented enough. I think C D Lamb was more talented than Marquise Brown in terms of an NFL prospect. But, um, yeah, just they just have so many weapons in stock. Uh, and Lincoln Riley is a great game day coach. So I don't I, – I last year – and it also goes I doubted them last year. I thought they were going to lose four or three games. Next thing you know, they're in the playoffs. They have another Heisman Trophy winner. So, again, um, Riley has been able to prove me wrong year – it's it's it tough. It's definitely tough. Um, I think I actually think yeah, if, I if mean, it was next year, if we were playing Oklahoma next year, then we would. Ha- I would say UCLA. Um, in in regards of our guys and the weapons we have, and them being a year older. I mean, I. I could be convinced of that depending on how we look this that, year. That's true. So. Maybe after uh, week two, maybe we're talking about a potential upset. Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, and then Arizona State, I think 
You know, Herb Edwards surprised a lot of people last season and actually had Arizona State looking pretty solid. He did. Yeah. I mean, he he used the butt of jokes during uh, recruiting season because he was still in ESPN as uh, signing day was approaching (laughs) and he was giving analysts, finishing up his contract. So, but he... Right. He definitely uh he he won seven games. He he did his part. He won seven games. I know we're at home in that game, but Arizona State always seems to give us fits. No matter what. I mean, we can go back to 2013 season. We they took our chance away to go to the Pac-12 championship. Yeah, they've always been a thorn in our side, so we can never discount them. Right. Utah for Many reasons, I think, we'll lose to them being on the road in November. Um, I think they're a deeper team than us. Um, I, I think uh, Whittingham's a, a, a very good coach, underrated most of the time. Um, and I, I, I just I don't see us winning that game. They're just... They're just going to out-tough us in that, I think. Yeah, and they have... I think they have a top three... Um, defensive line with Nay and those guys, and it's just right. when you have a defensive line, yep. you're gonna wreck, and uh, it makes everything easier on the defense. And they have Jalen Johnson on the as uh, a CB, who I think, I mean, I I mean, obviously for some bias, Bruin bias, I have, I believe Darnay Holmes is the the best uh, cornerback right. in the in the in the conference, but. Um, I think Stanford, they have um, Paul and then and Johnson. Those, I mean, those three right there, are just those guys are talented. And you, if you get one of them, then you're going to have a great secondary. Uh, but, yeah, Utah is just going right. to be tough. But I, I will say this. Utah is an easy schedule, right? And that's why I think I, I am – I do agree that they're going to win the South. And we can – I guess we can go into that another time if we decide to. But Utah is also a team that's so physical – to the point there's just so many injuries and I say that like Huntley uh they really are gonna rely on Huntley and shuttle and they Huntley seems to be injured a lot so I would they're they they just seem like that team that always gets hit with an injury on the fourth or fifth game I know last year they're able to push through and win the division a very weak division but um I do think USC is going to be better and UCLA are going to be better and they're going to be fighting right. for that second. I'd like the, I think those are going to be the top three teams, but Utah really is yep. just going to need their depth this year. Right. I, I, still have, I still have us taking that L. I think we'll beat Cal. I know the hangover game could happen, but I, I'm going to have us beating Cal. And then I have us beating SC on the road. Um Usually it's because I don't have the heart to actually have us losing to them, but I, I think we'll we'll beat them again. I mean, what's your reasoning for that? We out beating us. Yeah. Will they have a? Will it be an interim coach? Will it be Helton? It's either going to be an interim coach or Helton, and either of which are going to be get out coached by Chip Kelly. Plain and simple, um, they're. More talented than us, but I think they will just, they're just not going to be disciplined enough to beat us again. And I think we will be a lot more disciplined on both sides of the ball this yeah, year. Yeah, I agree. 
I mean, and and we have Josh Kelly who ripped them a new one last season. So I hope he breaks his own record in the rivalry game. 290 yards. Just one more yard. That's all he, that's all he needs. Just make it an even 300. Yeah. That'd be beautiful. Um, we don't have the, the monkey on our back as much as we used to in terms of winning at the Coliseum. We beat them, what, 2014? Five years ago now. Um, oh, 2013. Uh, 13, yep, yeah, you're right. Um, so, you know, I don't have that factor in there. I don't necessarily think their crowd is going to be crazy because I don't think they're going to have a great season Especially overall. after um, record low attendance last year. Uh, right. Uh, SC fans are not happy. And with the renovations, it's just the, the renovations right. on top of um, – the coach returning this season. This is a tank season, if you could call it that. It's a it's a wash from most fans, right. unless SC uh, magically is uh, has Graham Harold uh, as their savior, and they're literally at that point. What it's going to be their last game of the season because they they finish uh, with us. But I guess they'll be eleven and zero, which is our tw- ten and one, <laughs> <laughs> which sounds like. Um, I don't. I don't see that happening. I don't either. But yeah, um, the the home field advantage won't be as great as it usually is because the Coliseum just tends to have better home field advantage. The sound sits on top of you compared with a Rose Bowl is a bowl, so it goes up. Uh, it Coliseum's a shithole. Let's just call so it. So it's it easier to act up there. <laughs> you act as you see around. All right. Um. Yeah, so I I think I think we'll hopefully stretch out our our win streak to two against them this year. So yeah, I mean, I think we both are don't have crazy expectations, but like seven to eight games is doable. I could also see it swinging, you know, a game or two that one way or the other, and you know, either have a poor, slightly poorer season or even slightly better season. Um, yeah, I will. But I, think I think we have a greater chance of winning ten games than winning five, in my opinion. And then everything else in between is fair game to me. You know, a lot of people sort of have us as a dark horse team, not necessarily competing for like a championship or anything, but at least competing in the Pac-12. Yeah, and I think that's probably fair. And I think it speaks to the fact that we all have trust or understand that Chip Kelly has a system and until he has enough time for us to adequately judge um, the results we are going to give him the benefit of doubt because he has done it at the college level he's won big he's been uh, a missed tackle away from a national championship so uh, when you get that close you deserve a little bit of leeway of leeway right yep I think that's fair. Um, anything else to say about the season or camp or anything? No. What do we have? Twenty. It'll be tomorrow. Will be twenty-one days. Twenty. Yeah. So bring it on. Cool. All right. Well, we'll be back next week. Um, we're going to talk about kind of what else is going on in camp. Some and recruiting updates. Hopefully, we have the. Uh, Eight eight next uh, eighth tomorrow. Clap. Eighth so a clap. bunch of offers yeah. going out. The candidates. We'll probably see about yeah. I would assume like six to seven 
uh, offers out there. Yeah, so cool. We'll we'll talk to you guys. And next then week. Uh, other thing is that we just found out that uh, Last Chance You, the Netflix series, is, I saw it's going that. to it's going to Laney College in Oakland. So that's going to be fun. We're going to get to see some Bay Area talent. Ooh, this is going to be fun. And then we're going to see one of the targets that we're going after, actually. He's a he's a cornerback, and he's ranked 25th in the nation on 24-7 um, as a national prospect. And his name is Rej Zon Wright. Rej Zon Wright. So uh, we're going to get to see him on TV. And hopefully he picks us. It's, us to, it's down to us in Oregon State. So we're hoping that we can... Uh, we can get them in Westwood, keep them in California. That'd be awesome. Yeah, we already had uh, Jalen Wright, who or Jalen Jalen Irwin, who's already on the team, light up Independence College in the last season of the yeah, show. Yeah, so. he gave them their first L of the season when he was at Hutchinson. Let's, uh, yeah, first of many. Um, but let's uh, let's hope we we see some of um, Reds on. In the, in the next season, and then hopefully he becomes yeah. a Bruin. Bruin free. Cool. All right. All right. That's it for me. All right. We'll catch you guys next week. And go Bruins. Go Bruins. Go Bruins.